You're listening to The First 15 Minutes. I'm your host, Nick Morgulis. The First 15 Minutes is a podcast where we watch movies we've never seen before and guess what the plot is. My guest today is a fantastic filmmaker, editor, graphic designer, motion designer, California-ite, an Los Angelino, originally from Florida, Austin O'Reilly. Hey, how's it going? That's me. Hey. Really that's rolling you. out the red carpet. I like it. Thank you. Yep, 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 yep. So, Austin, do you want to say a little bit about yourself, a little bio? Like, what's what's in your IMDb? Tell us. Uh, well, IMDb-wise, um, it's not it's not very filled out. Uh, oh, I meant, like, what would your bio be? Like, I, what, what would, would your bio, bio be? Uh, I guess, uh, fun, fun, love, fun, loving dude that likes to do fun stuff that he loves. Uh, that's about, that's about as, as detailed as it probably would be. Uh, but no, I mean, I just graduated from the same college that Nick went to last year and I'm working out here in LA and life couldn't be better. No oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. You know, it's fun to have fun. Sure I'm glad is. you're a fun-loving, fun guy. Mostly. Most of the time. Are you a mushroom? Hmm? No. You said you were a fun guy. Uh, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Moving Not on. Not at all. So, maybe, may I uh, say a little bit about you? Sure. Cool. So... I wouldn't necessarily call this a first impression, but but you may call it a first impression. So I met Austin about three or four, maybe probably not five years ago, probably three years ago, four years ago. Yeah, I think so. He was, yeah, he just graduated. And I believe at that time he was a freshman going to, attending Ringling College of Art and Design in Sarasota, Florida in the film program that I graduated in graduated in 2012. I was coming back as an alumni helping students make a web series directed by Dylan McDermott. And I was coming down as sort of um, a producer and mentor, whatever you want to call it, and kind of bridge the, the gap between students working and kind of professionals coming down. So it, it was a fun experience. And, you know, I think uh, what happened, you know, we were kind of, the project got uh, greenlit rather quickly without much planning done before that. And then I was brought in and we just, we had a, a ton of work to do. And I think, you know, before we were able to film and we were going to be filming and I don't know, in a week or so, we had a lot to do. We had to get all of our locations, cast all of our actors, we had to even finish writing some of the scripts because they were not finished. Oh, yeah. And I remember having this first meeting and kind of, you know, trying to play it cool, but also kind of being honest with the, with the students, you know, it was 20, 30 students. And I was like, hey, like we have a lot to do and I really need your help. We're going to need to do a lot quickly. And I, 
I basically said, hey, I need you to do this, you to do this, and, and who can help me, you know, do these things? And I remember Kurt and his good friend from his hometown, Kurt Schmalz, who I'm also friends with, uh, volunteered. And I was like, hey, we need, uh, we need locations in downtown Sarasota to allow us to use their parking, to allow us to use their bathrooms, and possibly, you know, even film inside. So can you just go down downtown and go to every single business and ask them to use their bat, you know, not to use their, but if we can kind of put a production there and you, uh, you know, you guys immediately agreed and you did a fantastic job and sort of a long winded story, but, uh, you really proved to me and uh, made a great impression on me that, uh, you can, you get the job done. You're committed. You're, you got to go get, go to, no, what's the word? Can do attitude. Get, can Uh, to go, you got cans to go, and you know from then on we've worked on many projects. Um, some with Justin Long, some with Dylan McDermott, some with Kevin Smith, and the movie for today is Kevin Smith's Chasing Ami. What a smooth transition! I loved it. Thank you. Smooth, so smooth as I even, silk. Don't even know where I that's, am anymore. That's 1,000 thread count, silky smooth, mm. <clears throat> buttery. So, Austin, as the premise of the podcast goes, we both just watched the first 15 minutes of Chasing Amy. And our, our mission as filmmakers, as storytellers, is to figure out and to guess and to create... Uh, a story based on the information we have from the first 15 minutes. Do you want to begin by telling our audience, our audience, what you saw in the first 15 minutes and what sort of kernels of information we have to go off of and any, you know, uh, observations you've had from watching the first 15 minutes. And then I'll do the same and then we'll begin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so first off, yeah, for those, I get, you know, we're, ex- we're explaining it for those who haven't seen it. It starts with a very long, uh, opening title sequence with like comic pages from the main character's, uh, series that he writes and draws. Um, and then we, we open into a, a comic con sort of con- a comic convention going on and we see, baby boy Ben Affleck in all of his 90s glory with a young Jason Lee as well. Great to see. Love that guy. Great photographer. Um, and uh, the J- Jason Lee's character is getting flack because he just, he's a, he inks the drawings that Ben Affleck's character makes. Ben Affleck's the main character. Uh, and he gets into a fight with a guy because he just calls him a tracer because that's all he does. He just They're at a Comic Con just to yeah. Um, and uh, and yeah, so they're they're signing some comics. They they uh, are in charge of a very well selling comic series, Blunt Man and Chronic, uh, and they're doing their signings. And then they go into a, a panel, and this guy who's kind of dressed like a Black Panther. Um, is giving a, a speech about his comic series. Uh, and I was like, 
pretty worried there while watching it because it was getting like really getting a little racy, uh, <clears throat> getting a little dangerous. Because um, like at the they like start asking him questions, Ben Affleck and Jason Lee's character, and then he ends up pulling out a gun and shooting Jason Lee, um, and everyone runs out of the place. Uh, but then you find out it's just an, just an act to like sell more comics because they want people to think that he's like a crazy uh, like black extremist or something like that. Um, but he's just a normal dude. Uh, and so then they Ben Affleck, Jason Lee, and then uh, the the other guy who was just given the speech, and then this girl, very important, this girl he introduces them to. Alyssa, I think is the name. Um, basically, they'll go out for drinks. They go to a bar. Jason Lee's character is getting pissed because the other guy thinks that uh, Archie... They have some weird fan theory for Archie, and they get into an argument, so they leave to go settle that argument, and then Ben Affleck and this Alyssa character uh, start playing some darts, and they're hitting it off, and then she, she has to leave... Uh, pretty suddenly, and uh, you get a little sparks of something. You're getting like a little, little, little seeds. Little seeds are planting. Little sparks of love, perhaps. Uh, and then that's it. That was the 15 minutes, and I was like surprised it was or had already been 15 minutes. Uh, I'm into it though. I wanted. I want. I do want to see the rest of it. Yeah, we we didn't have a lot to go. We do not have a lot to go off of based on the first 15 minutes. I'll just give my quick observations. Yes, there was a very long, maybe three minute uh, intro credit sequence with some comic book illustrations. Uh, movie is was filmed in night or released in 1997. It has a beautiful kind of film grain aesthetic, which yes. I really liked. And you don't really see that very often. I think you, when you do see it, it's almost like um, you see it on indie movies at a film festival that, that were shot on 16 millimeter. Like very, very grainy, but in a very beautiful uh, way. It definitely has visually. that like Kevin Smith indie film charm to it. Because he's definitely <laughs> famous for being super indie. That's true. Doing yeah, there was a lot of cool shots. Um, yeah, so yeah, we, we are at a Comic-Con, a comic book convention. I've been to San Diego Comic-Con two times and New York Comic-Con two times. And yeah, fair, you know, look, look pretty similar. I know those festivals have grown uh, much, you know, a lot in the last few years. But yeah, looked looked pretty similar. They're at a table. Uh, most people want an autograph from Ben Affleck. And then these guys, including a... Um, a young Casey yes, Affleck. That's right. Yeah, you know, are giving Jason Lee a hard time. If you don't know, Jason Lee was a Scientologist and also a professional skateboarder. He's no longer he a Scientologist. Was he? Yeah, I didn't know he that. left Scientology. Yeah, he left Scientology. Holy crap! Which I, I, which I've heard is not very easy to leave. So yeah. props to him. Jeez. But uh, yeah, he's he, he owns a skateboarding company. I don't remember which one, but he still owns it. But uh, yeah, they're giving him a hard time. Then he gets into a fight with Casey Affleck. And then him and Ben Affleck go to uh, like a panel where they're in like an auditorium. Yeah, and as you said, that um, this African-American guy is kind of like this Black Panther character. And what's interesting is, 
you know, we are so kind of sensitive now to anything that's not, you know, not PC. We're like, we're aware that anything kind of like that, oh, that's, that's, you can't do that. Like, you'll get in trouble to do that. And it's just interesting, you know, that, uh, you know, that's just how the world is. And I think that's for the better. And also, I think it's worth noting, too, we're talking about Comic-Con and Black Panther. We're not talking about the comic character Black Panther. He's like, this character is like pretending to be like a historical Black Panther. The 1960s, 1970s. Yeah, civil rights movement Black Panther. Civil rights guys, yeah. Not a But yeah, he shoots shoots at him with a gun with blanks. Everyone runs out of the rooms, you know, and uh, yeah, and it's revealed, whatever, that it was all, it was all publicity stunt. Um, then they all go to a bar to drink because uh, Ben Affleck definitely wants to hang out with Alyssa Moore, which is actually interesting. Okay, so we only have so much information to go off. The movie is called Chasing Amy, and her name is Alyssa. So her the the act, actor's name is Joey Lauren Adams. That's a female, Joey Lauren Adams. Her name is Alyssa in the movie. But the movie is called Chasing Amy. But I'm assuming that Ben Affleck's character still is is chasing her, not ch- chasing Amy. But yeah. We'll we'll think of well. Let's figure that out. That's like the way but, they set it up. It's like this is the the uh, the affection that he has. Like this is the object of his affection. Uh. Not to say she's an object, but I mean, in terms of, like, narrative. Whoa, Austin. Yeah, yeah. This is the 90s, dude. It's okay to say that. <clears throat> You're right. Um, but yeah, I, I noticed that, too. I was a little confused. And Ben Affleck's character isn't named Amy. The Black Panther guy's name is Amy. And Jason Lee's character isn't Amy, so... Oh, I never thought about it. Yeah. That. Okay. Uh, I did like that um, there was a song by uh, The Real Big Fish. Uh, I've, I have, I'm tone deaf and have such a terrible singing voice. I would have loved to sing the song for you. I would have loved to have it sung to me. I don't remember what song Man. you're talking about. Mm. Will the audience forgive me if I try to sing a little bit of it? I think we can all forgive it, a little, like a bar or two. Never had to knock on wood, but da 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 da. So you you can probably remember that song. It's got a lot of uh, horns, like some ska sounds. Let me some uh, horns. But, but uh, yeah, pretty great song. It's not great to hear it. Then bit um, of a horny song. The, it's a horny song. So that yeah, they're at the bar. Uh, yeah, as you said, the Black Panther guy starts arguing with Jason Lee about. Archie and Jughead actually being gay lovers, and Jason Lee is like very, very upset about that, and he ne- and he needs to go prove to this guy that he's wrong, and then, uh, then it's just Ben Affleck and uh, Joey Lawrence Adams, and he there's a there's about a minute of uh, priest kind of child molestation jokes. Oh yeah, which is. Um, <laughs> In light of all the real child molestation by priests, I don't know if it's that funny anymore. But uh, you know, those jokes have been going on for a while and um, aren't stopping anytime soon. I don't think uh, by the you know lowbrow humor. But um, 
Okay, then yeah, you're right. They play darts. There's a very cool shot. I do like that, the shot that, when the while they play. Yeah, it. yeah. The camera is basically the dartboard. So as they are throwing the darts, the darts are landing right below the lens, and then after each round, they walk up to the camera to pull the darts out and get very close to the camera. And yeah, it's a very cool shot, very cool idea by either Kevin or by his DP. So and it's a long to take too. It's like. Feel, You're right. It feels there like are five no cuts. minutes or so. Yeah, it's just them talking you and are, the other characters come in. Well, they, You're they, absolutely right. They look out the window at one point because there's like a couple making out on Jason Lee's car. Um, but other than that, it's like a pretty uninterrupted shot of them just goofing and gaffing while they play darts. You're right. So that's basically where it ends, you know. Oh, we also should mention that it's revealed earlier that Joey Lawrence Adams... Um, is a lesbian is a is uh in you know likes other women did they reveal that in the first 15 minutes yeah when um the black panther guy was was introducing her to jason lee and and ben affleck he he says you know she writes uh like lesbian fiction i believe am i wrong am i I wrong about that i feel like he didn't explicitly say it like because because I don't, because uh, that's what I was waiting for. Because like I do, I like I did see like this like general synopsis of the movie, and like I, yeah, I know I'm it's familiar with it too. Yeah, I know it's generally about that. But I, so that's what I was kind of like looking to see. Like, is this the character that the titular character? But I feel. I, Excuse I, me. What did you say? I, I was I was trying to see if it was if if it, if they actually said that she was. Oh, so unfortunately, we actually both sort of knew the plot, which goes against the rules of this show. But we guess we both knew, and most people probably know, yeah, that, yeah. Um, you know, later, yeah, I guess later he will find out that she is interested in ladies. Or someone is, because that's still not Amy. Oh, you're right. So wait, that's what I was confused, because I was like, because then they said it wasn't Amy, they said it was Alyssa. And then I, I feel like I didn't hear an explicit, she's the one who was also a lesbian. Huh. So. Okay. Well, well, let's just go, let's make sure, you know, let's think about what we do know. Okay. Ben Affleck and Jason Lee are successful comic book artists. One Alyssa, of which, one of them has, well, they're for good friends, but one of them's got a bit of a, uh, an angry streak and maybe yeah. some, and he says that he's content with his position. But he does get a lot of flack for being a tracer, an inker. Yeah, that's his thing. Yeah, it's like little... Ben Affleck draws it in pencil and then he traces it and adds more detail. Yeah. He did he said at one point to the guy, to the Black Panther guy, as they were arguing, he said, I might have to commit a hate crime. Yeah. So that's if that shows you how angry he is. Yeah, and then also Ben Affleck's kind of getting most of the recognition for it. Like people want his autograph. So I'm I'm sensing some seeds of possible conflict. Yeah. But also, is this movie about them or is it about Ben and this mysterious mythological Amy that we have yet to I see? I think. Yeah, I think we just have to go off of what we know. Yeah. So okay, so. You know, I have a, what do you call it, a graph. If you listen to episode one or any other episode, I talk about this document, this graph. Traditional three-act structure. You have act one, act two, act three. Act one is the setup. 
Act two is the confrontation, and act three is the resolution. In act one, you have a beginning, something to hook the audience. You have an inciting incident. Then that leads to the climax of act one that goes into act two, where you have an obstacle, and then a second obstacle, and then a big twist, a third obstacle, and then a disaster, all rising action, until you get to the climax of Act 2, and then you have Act 3, which is descending action, a, you know, and a wrap-up, and everything kind of gets resolved. So, that's why it's called the resolution. So, so far we have a beginning. We know that these are two semi-successful comic book artists. We've got like the status of- quo... Their normal, like their normal life, what what yep. what they're used to. They're from New Jersey, and they were at a con in New York. And it's mentioned: Do you boys need to go back across the bridge tonight, the Lincoln Tunnel? I believe they said, which means back to New Jersey. So they're from New Jersey. They have a little bit of kind of a uh, maybe jealousy. Jason Lee is a little jealous of. Ben Affleck, he's more handsome. He's better with the ladies. Oh, Ben Affleck said that Jason Lee gets no action when he was talking to uh, Alyssa Lawrence. Yeah. And, okay, she is not very successful but is happy with her comic book career. She likes the, like, the meaning of what she does. And yep. she doesn't care about the success as much as the, the message that she's conveying. In her like uh, sort of politically charged uh, pieces, you know. Yeah, exactly. So if we need, I think we still do not have an inciting incident. I was going act one. I was thinking that because someone could argue that him meeting her was like the inciting incident, but she kind of leaves and he doesn't even get like her number or anything. He just kind of like knows her. But we don't have anything that's like changing the status quo for him or anything for him to like do anything about. Like he's just like, oh, that was a nice girl. And that was well, the first 15 minutes. Yeah. I've seen – what's that movie called? Uh, Compton? Ratatouille? What, what? No, it's like something something Compton or – Straight out of Compton? Uh, straight out of Compton. So – Based on if we're gonna go off that movie, I think that Jason Lee and, and Ben Affleck are going to have a breakup. Maybe the comic book artists say, "Hey, why are we?" Or the company's like, "Hey, why are we paying both of you guys?" You know, we could just we could just outsource the tracing part, mm-hmm. and Ben, why don't you just take all the? You know, why don't you just do it? Yeah, maybe we'll, we'll pay you a little bit more. We'll pay you what we're paying Jason, and we'll give you a little bit of that money. Spend the rest of the money outsourcing the inking, the tracing. Because he did he did get in a fight with the fans at the autograph booth, so maybe they're like, listen. Maybe he gets called into the offices, and they're like, and this is whatever. This is big shot comics, and they say, listen, Ben, your partner's no good. If you want to make it in this business, you you, you got to let, you know, you got to know when to uh when to cut people off. I think or maybe because I feel like for that to happen, like you would need to do something even bigger, like a 
uh, Jason Lee's character would have to do something worse. So maybe it's like the next scene they're doing what after this 15 minutes, the next scene is them going about their business. But then Jason gets in, in an even bigger fight. Maybe he sees the same person or something and they get into an even bigger fight and that become that people oh, see no. that. And then that becomes what, uh, forces maybe him out of the out of the company essentially because like the first one like that's just like a little thing that just shows us that he's a bit of a hothead but then we see this next one where he takes it too far and then uh oh ben's got to make a decision yeah okay so maybe they're at a different convention let's say this time they're in uh indianapolis indiana at indycon and another guy shows up and he's like, hey, aren't, aren't you just the tracer? Yeah. And he goes, listen, I've had enough of this bull. And they get in a fist fight. He sticks his fist all the way down the guy's throat. Like all the way. I mean, it's got to be, it's gotta be, some, it's gotta be something, something big. Something Stab, big, Because huh? I mean, maybe he's got, he's got his pen. He inks the guy. That was messing with him. Stabs him with a pen? Yeah. That makes sense. That would, that would make sense if that was the weapon. All right, let's just say, okay, let's just say he stabs him with a pen. And Ben Affleck's like, come on, man, we talked about this. You can't be stabbing yeah. dudes with pens. Yeah. And then, okay, and then he's back in New York. He's like, listen, man, like, I don't know if this is going to work out. Like, you know, I'm... I'm doing everything the right way. You're doing everything the wrong way. And, and I'm the one that draws it anyway. You're just tracing. And he's like, no, but I'm adding more depth and detail. And he's like, nah, but someone, you know, I don't need that. Someone else can do that. It doesn't have to be you. You're not really the creative force. Mm-hmm. I guess that makes sense. So, okay, so the, they're split up. So now... The movie is like, you know, kind of split up between those two characters. One is down on his luck. The other one is kind of rising to the top. Maybe this is where sort of a montage happens. Ben Affleck is getting more and more babes. He's getting more and more money. He's staying in nice hotel rooms. Jason Lee is smoking crack, drinking, Getting in more, you know, he's, he's, you know. Maybe he st- starts taking a drug, a street drug, newly found, uh, and it's okay. called, you know, sort of like Jankum or, or Crocodile. It's called Amy. And, yes. And he's, you know, he's chasing the dragon a little bit. He's chasing that Amy. Yeah, and not to get too far ahead, I think a nice resolution or a nice kind of re- thing that could happen later in Act 2 is Ben Affleck realizes... Hey, it's kind of lonely at the top. My buddy is my buddy needs help, and maybe yeah. later let me, on. Let me we, check we, in we on what Jason is doing, and he sees him like butt ass naked, tra- like drawing on the walls, and realizes that he messed up by leaving him. Yeah, but that that happens later, yeah. and just so I don't forget, yeah, he someone is you know he he's finding graffiti on the wall, and he's just filling it in with uh, feces. He's tracing it with uh, with his He's own outlining it. Yeah, or or maybe he is filling it in because he doesn't want to. Well, I guess he does color already, so he would need to like. I think for his character, for Jason Lee's character, he needs to be like 
making something. Like maybe when he's on Amy, he's he's seeing all of these illustrations, and so he's coming up with the drawings. And I think you know, yeah. So so let's go back. Yeah. So there's a, so I think there's a two montages intercut. Ben Affleck, he's in limousines, he's drinking champagne, he's being introduced to all these big wigs. He's probably being introduced to Stan Lee. You know, that would be a big, a nice cameo. He might actually, Stan Lee might actually be in in this movie. Yeah. But, um, you know, he's he's doing everything right. He, he's, like, thinking about, maybe he calls that girl, Joey Lawrence Adams, and but she, like, doesn't pick up. And it, this is 1997, so there's answering machines. And she's like, hey, this is me. Leave a message. And he, and he leaves a message. And he's by himself in this, like, high-rise penthouse suite with a huge drafting table, you know, balling it out. Jason Lee is, he's kind of, you know, he's at a bar, he's all drunk. And this guy's like, hey, aren't you that guy that just uh, traces? And then, he, and then he's fighting and then gets beat up. And then this guy's like, hey, you look like you could, uh, you, you look like you could uh, need some cheering up. And he's like, yeah, man, my... Life's pretty effed up right now. My best friend, you know, ditched me. I'm not making any money, et cetera, et cetera. And he's like, why don't you try this? It's called Amy. He's like, whoa, what, what's Amy? And he's like, amphetamine, mescaline. Amph- amphetamine, mescaline, and yeast. Ugh. And, it, and when you add the yeast, it, it kind of it kind of like bubbles up. Ugh. And then what, you know... So once you're on that, once you're on that, those yeast bombs, that's all you. That's all you live for. You know, you need the you need the pep up. Then you need then you get that psychedelic effect. And, and then the you yeast, taste bread. Just what? Then you taste bread, which kind of brings so you there, back down. So there's so kind of like the crack epidemic of the '80s, the Amy epidemic in New Jersey of the late '90s. Yeah. They call them um, instead of crackheads or what you know other words for crackheads. A- they, they call them bread bread breath or, or Amy chasers or Amy chasers and uh, oh you, you on that sourdough? Ooh, you on that whole wheat? Yeah, this guy's weeded out of his mind. You know, wives are coming home. And there's like I can smell bread on your breath. Yeah, Ryan. It's it mess. It's like this is your your dome on dough, and then it shows like a loaf of bread rotting in the sun or something like that, or really yes. moldy. Yes, and it's um, yeah. It's probably it Bad breaks news. up a lot of families. Yeah, yeast yeast you can't buy at the store anymore. You got it. You have to like go to a farm or you have to like show ID to get it. Yeah, eighteen plus buying eighteen yeast. plus. So I don't even know where ladies. I buy yeast. Well, yeast, it probably comes in a little packet in the spice section or the baking aisle in the grocery store. People are like mugging bakers. Like they're waiting outside of the back of bakeries and they're just getting the chefs. They're pulling their big puffy hat like over their heads and just punching them in the stomach until they give them the yeast. Give me the yeast! Yeah, and they're just, and they're just hitting him with day-old baguettes. That's the thing you well, gotta look out, look out for. Day, yeah, if they get too crusty, you could kill someone. Exactly. If, they, if the baguette is too dry, and that's what's happening. People are like, 
putting they're like looking for for the yeast and they're trying to get it wherever they can so they they're going through the trash for like week old bread and then they end up with these like really jagged hard pieces of uh of baguette and i'm trying to think of other what are some other bread names uh whatever they have at the cheesecake factory pumpernickel you got pumpernickel, you've got Jewish rye, you've got croissants, I already said that, croissant. Croissant? When you're oh walking God, by people, um, they're like, hey, I'll give you a nickel for some pumpernickel. And... Yeah. Okay, so let's keep it going. All right, so uh, Jason Lee is down on his luck. He's he's spending all of his money on this drug. He's got a, he's got this, this main dealer. Uh, let's just let's just say his dealer's name is uh, the chef, and um, he finally resorts to pawning off all of his comic books, like the original comics, to some fans, and then those fans, I guess, find Ben Affleck at another comic con, and they're like, "Hey, will you sign these?" And he's like, "Wait, how did you get these?" And they're like, "Oh, we bought it at a pawn shop." And mm-hmm. he's like, "What?" Uh, Jason Lee would never sell these, so he calls him up, and Jason Lee's like fucking out of his mind here. He's like, just like, hello, who is this? He's like, man, are you okay? Like, are you, uh, wh- why did you pawn off the the original, you know, our original illustrations? And he's like, no, uh, mind your own business. Like you, you know, you left me. He's like, I'm coming up with the ideas now. All that. I'm the idea man. He's like, yeah. uh, uh, "Fuck you, Ben. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna write a better comic book. Yeah, it's gonna be better. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be rich too." Okay, so, so that puts Ben Affleck kind of in a moral crisis. He's like, "What do I do? I do, you know, do I help him? Do I? Is this gonna like affect my life?" And I think he does. So he he gets into his Porsche, as all comic he, writers have. Well, he's rich now. Yeah, he gets into his. Po- he takes the elevator down from the seventy, from the seventieth floor, into his fancy parking garage. He's got a you know Starbucks, probably like the first year Starbucks existed. Yeah. So it's like very. It's back cool. when they were just Star Sense. What? It was back when they were just called Star Sense. Is that real? No, I, that was a that was a pun, because they're bucks now. Oh, well, I understand. I understand. Let's move but on. Their, but their logo may have looked a little bit different. Yeah, she only had like one tail in the air, the weird mermaid thing or whatever Correct. It is. So, okay, so he's, yeah, we've got some cool shots um, of him driving to New Jersey. He's going from the city into this kind of like uh, industrial shithole, which you see in New Jersey. And then he gets to these kind of uh, suburban, lower income suburban towns. He's passing by like some bars and some bowling alleys and... You know, he he goes to Jason Lee's mother's house, and he's like, "Hey, hey, Barbara, uh, have, you, have you seen Jason?" And she's like, "No, I haven't seen him in in three weeks. He he he's on something, Ben. You 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 guys were best friends. You you should have never left him behind. You should have never you should have never cut him off." And he's like, "Listen, Barbara, he he was a hothead. He did it to himself." She goes, you don't leave your friends behind, Ben. You don't do that. You don't leave your friends behind. He, he, you guys were like brothers. 
I, and and then go yeah. I was gonna say he has like he like goes back in the Porsche. He has like a moral dilemma. Well, I'm thinking, you know, he goes like I, I think you know in terms of if there were, if this were the actual movie, it's we gotta like streamline it down a little bit so it's a little quicker because I think what the meat of the movie is is uh, Jason. He has to find Jason and like get him get him back. And get him clean or whatever. I think, and I think the big twist is that we think that Ben is going to help him get clean, but really, Jason gets him hooked on Amy. Hmm. Well, that's because now what I'm thinking. Both addicted. What I'm thinking is that like, he has to find Jason, but he doesn't know how. But because Jason's been on this like art bender, essentially. He's leaving clues behind and it becomes sort of like a detective story where this comic book artist is following these like pieces of graffiti, these tags that like Jason's leaving behind and he's having to follow them in order to get closer. And like some people are seeing it and it's like, oh, that's just like a crazy man's drawings on the wall over there. It's a little bit but, like Chinatown. Yeah. Or the that movie with Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, Zodiac. Yeah, exactly. And... But the thing is that, like, other people think it's just crazy drawings, but he notices uh, maybe, like, he notices something specific to their art style. You know, he notices something Bluntman and Chronic related, lit, like, in the in the drawings that only he can see because they, like, know each other and they know their styles so well. And Yeah, and I think since Bluntman and Chronic probably exist in this movie as characters... At some point, someone ha- like passes them a joint, but it also has laced. Amy in it. It's Amy laced. So, kind of, so now, Bluntman and Chronic are addicted to. Well, because I mean, that could be that well. could be ultimately where Ben Affleck ends up. Is like he because find- maybe there's there's a couple actors, you know, maybe they they got the rights to make a Bluntman and Chronic TV show or movie or something like that. And that's that's maybe one of the big reasons that Ben Affleck is so much richer now is because they sold some rights and now they're making mm. a movie. They did, got a movie deal, and maybe that's also kind of what instigates a lot of the craziness from Jason is that he's really pissed that he sold out and sold out the movie rights, and so Ben Affleck eventually uh, follows the clues and he ends up to the actors that are going to play Bluntman and Chronic, which is Jason Mewes and Kevin Smith. Yep, and because Jason Lee's character uh, is trying is gonna is gonna do something with them. Maybe he's gonna kill him. He doesn't know, or maybe he's just gonna like hurt him or hold oh, him hostage. Oh, Jason Lee wants to kill. Mm-hmm. He wants to stop Kevin the Bluntman and Chronic movie from happening. So, isn't that kind of the plot of the new reboot? Is it movie? Yeah, that is the plot of the reboot that came out a year ago or this year, where. Well, oh, or it's, or it's them trying to. Is it Jay and Silent Bob trying to stop the movie? It's from Jay and Silent Bob trying to stop Ben Affleck and Matt Damon or whoever it is from from being from making a new movie. Interesting. That's uh, well, okay. I don't want. We, I, I, we accidentally. I, just, I don't want to made another Kevin Smith movie by rewriting this first Kevin Smith movie. So. At some point, there needs to be a walrus. There also needs to be. I would, but yeah, like that—that that was a good way to cameo them in there because I feel like 
he's got to have a cameo, Kevin and Jay, especially because the comic characters are literally them. So maybe it's not, maybe that's not like the ultimate thing. Like maybe that's just like a step in the road, like on the path. Like he runs it. Maybe that's not his, his motivation isn't to stop the movie. Like he still just wants to create his own thing. Yeah. But, but I really like what you're going with yeah. here. Uh, I'll let you say what you were saying, but let's let's make it kind of like this noir yeah. uh, detective story. So Ben Affleck is looking for Jason. He wants to help his friend, but he's also aware that his friend may be trying to kill Blunt Man and Chronic. Yeah. And maybe other people. Yeah. The so he's there's you know people are being attacked, and they're describing exact you know what he looks like there's wanted posters for him he's on the news it says disgraced disgraced comic book artist attacking people you know reward five thousand dollars ten thousand dollars i think because i'm also trying to think of like you know this is i like we need to figure out based on what we saw in that first 15 minutes we also had the black panther guy and Alyssa. i don't I don't so, think that guy's going to be a part of it. Well, that's a, like I don't I don't think the Black Panther guy's a big player, but I think he would come back at some point because he's one of the first four characters that are introduced in the movie. So That's true. And also him and Jason had a bit of contention when they first met. So maybe maybe so maybe he he's kills like him. Maybe yeah, maybe he's that's like the first clue or something or maybe that's yep. when when Ben realizes that like he's really lost it is when he finds Okay. Like so that guy calls Ben, and it says uh, uh, Jughead isn't gay or something next to his head or something. So, like. so that guy, the Black Panther guy, uh, pages Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, Ben Affleck's kind of riding around New Jersey in his Porsche, and he gets a text or a page, and it's it says nine one one. Well, yeah, maybe. Well, he just gets a page. It yeah. says nine one one. Call me back, and then he and then he gets the number. He he goes to a Seven Eleven, uses the payphone. He's like, "Hey, who is this?" He goes, "It's me, you idiot. Your your friend was over here peeking in my windows. You know, I I I think he's going to hurt me. Can you can you get over here? I, I, you're, I'm not feeling very safe." Ben's like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll be there. I, I'll be there really soon." So so he pulls up and he sees that the door is open a little bit, mm-hmm. the front door. He slowly starts to walk in, and it's it's disgusting. There's blood everywhere. Jason Lee has killed this guy, left his body there, has used the blood and his own feces to draw things on the walls. Maybe his his whole thing is like he like screw the comic industry. He's gonna make his own thing, and it's gonna be better than anything. So he wanted to kill this guy. One, because he had a little bit of contention with him, but also he was a comic. Uh, he uh, ran like a comic series, also. So maybe he just kind of wants to get rid of some of the competition. Oh, so he's trying. He's trying to kill all of the other comic book artists, mm-hmm. which means he's also going to try to kill Joey Lawrence Adams, and he's going to try to kill. Ben, ben Affleck. Affleck. Exactly. So maybe that's so what ben he starts Affleck, to realize when he finds oh the Black Panther guy. But I this do have good. a I have an idea. I have a plan for Alyssa, Joey Lawrence's character. Because uh, I've been I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking a little down the road. The big twist that we get. Are we ready for this? Do you want you want me to sp- yeah, yeah. spill the spill the beans? Go for it. 
we find out that she's the one that set this all in motion. She gave him the Amy. She gave Jason the Amy because she wasn't actually satisfied with the success of her comic series. and The she, lack of success. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of her character was like about um, like these progressive, like she's uh, um, promoting all these progressive ideals, um, a lot of like equal rights things. You know, she's unsatisfied with the representation of uh, like female and LGBTQ uh, uh, I get representation in the media. So maybe this is, and she also like when she's talking to them for the first time, uh, I think she, they're asking if she if he wanted to do a panel with her, and she's like, you can only do a panel with me if you like lose the dick and uh, oh like so, like she was saying basically she said she, that yeah she said something like oh I wouldn't do a panel with you guys unless you're either a woman or queer. Um, and that's what, and that's like and like that, like that was like a normal conversation like in that first 15 minutes of the movie but we find out she's kind of uh she, she's it wasn't as normal because she wants to tear down some of the the people that are propagating the inequality in the industry so she's gonna make this white cis normal guy who's gotten all the success in the industry she's going to tear him down and she does that her thing can be boosted you know and then yes it starts getting a little bit so she's she's getting she's getting jason lee to do the dirty work for her exactly and that's what she's hoping he would also kill ben affleck because he's you know part of the problem in her eyes and this isn't this isn't like a takedown on like her ideology or anything like that it's like she is giving a bad name to that sort of ideology, you know? Like, we could have some other characters. This is is deep as fuck. So, in a second, let's go back to the three-act structure and and decide what we know and don't know and how far we've gotten. But with what you're going with, at some point, Ben Affleck is going to go to her. Mm -hmm. And he says, listen, Joey, Laura. Listen, Joseph. You've got to be... Alyssa, listen, Alyssa, you've got to be careful. Jason Lee is killing comic book artists, and he's going to try to kill you too because you were in the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. That, that is happening right now. <laughs> yeah. and, she's, and she's like, oh, I, I can take care of myself. I don't need you to protect me. Thanks very much. Ben. Yeah, I'm not some damsel in distress that needs saving. Yep. So he's trying to do the right thing, but really we're going to find out later, you know, maybe 15, 20 minutes later, that she did this all along. So let's just go back. Okay, this is really good. You're, yeah, you've, you've thought of, of a lot of really good things. Yeah. So we've got the beginning. We meet our characters. They're successful. She's not. The inciting incident. Jason Lee kind of leaves the group or gets fired. He gets hooked on Amy just from that random guy at the bar, which we later will find out in like a, a speech. 
like a, a James Bond villain speech. Exactly. That Andrew, like a, that Alyssa like a fight later. club flashback sort of sequence. Mm-hmm. He was either exactly. paid by Amy to give him the Amy or paid by Alyssa to give him the Amy or it was Amy in disguise or something. Dressed. Oh, yes. Because yeah. they were at a Comic-Con. Yeah. So she used a guy that makes costumes. And then we'll go back to it and we'll go, you know what? That they're gonna show a shot, and it's like that was her in a fat suit and a mustache. Yeah. Okay, so inciting incident: the two friends split up. One gets wealthy. One is addicted to Amy. Then the climax of Act One is the Black Panther calling Ben Affleck and saying, "Hey, I need your help. Your friend is here, be acting weird. Mm-hmm. He shows up, and is he's dead. And now." You know, there's a manifesto on the wall written in blood and feces saying if if all of the comic book artists are dead except me, then I'm the best comic book artist. It's kind of like, um, you know, on the shoulders of giants yeah. type of thing. You know, just if you're, you know, if you're above everyone else, then you're the winner. It's like the, the winners write the right history. Yeah. So the climax of act one, Ben Affleck sees this. He goes, okay, I've got to do, I've, I have a mission now. I, I have to find my friend and I either need to, I need to try to save my friend and keep him from hurting other people. So the first, so we have two obstacles before a big twist. I think the big twist is what you've described is we find out that Alyssa was the bad guy all along. And like the movie sets it up, like, oh, she's going to be the love interest but then you kind of forget about her because she's only in that first 15 minutes. She leaves. Yeah. You're thinking, oh, this is going to go like the rom-com sort of way. He'll, they'll have another meet Which is later. pretty genius to set it up as a rom-com yeah. but to have it be a, a noir detective story. But we just forget about her completely as this as this detective story goes on. And then he, he remembers that like, oh, like she might be in danger too. Forget about her until then. Yep. All right. So there needs to be two, ascending action. So Ben Affleck... Sees this murder. Okay, so I think he calls the police. But the police... They're up to their necks in Amy cases. Yeah, and they can't just take his word for it. They they arrest him because he is at the, uh, the scene of the crime. They have no other witnesses. Or they at least he question says, yeah, him, yeah. They question him. There's like that single light bulb floating in the room and there's a good cop and a bad cop and then let's let's think of what cameos this would be this would be like um maybe uh kevin smith always has a lot of cameos so yeah. this is um i mean we definitely got to fit justin long in there somewhere no but he didn't work with him at this point yeah it was just too true. justin long is um is too is young it's too young I, well yeah that's what like it wouldn't be a good cop maybe he's young um no i i don't want to add him yeah to this. so maybe let's just say it's chevy chase it's chevy chase and um david allen greer okay doesn't matter just imagine it's yeah. chevy chase good cop david allen greer bad cop they question him. They say, what do you know? What do you this? And then from that questioning, Ben actually gets more information for his own search. You know yeah. what I mean? The cops accidentally reveal. They're like, 
where, where, where's, uh, how do you, how did you know he was going to get killed? Why did you, how did you figure this out? Like, I think it's too, he says, listen, I've got it all in my pager. He goes, show us the pager. The pager's gone. Pager's gone. Um, so he has no alibi. They're like, oh, big, big rich guy from a big fancy guy coming to New Jersey in his Porsche. He, um, he sees this other comic book artist doing well, and he wants to off the competition, you know, keep his comic on top. That's what the comic, or that's what the cops are thinking. Yeah. You know? Well, I think, yeah, you're right. The, the cops are into their head. They're like, listen, buddy, I, I got a, I got a thousand murders a week and this, in this state alone. This Amy stuff I, is, is taking over the entire precinct. Like, we don't have time. I don't have time for this. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he goes, I, I, I'm going to have your badge for this. And then they whip the shit out of Ben Affleck. Yeah. This is 1997, you know. Well, honestly, I mean, because here's the thing. If, 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 if Alyssa's motivation is this sort of twisted, like bastardized uh, representation sort of thing, then we should illustrate that with Ben Affleck's privilege, you know. So okay, so, you're right. So I think they they pistol whip him, which is when you grab uh, when you hit someone in the face with the butt of a of a gun of a revolver. Uh, if you do it with a revolver and there's no bullets in the bottom, you know there's no clip in the bottom, so it's it's a sturdier base. So they they hit him in the face. They knock his two front teeth out. So now. <laughs> For the rest, for Act Two and Act Three, Ben Affleck has no two front teeth. Just like how in in, in Chinatown, you know, they had to give uh, they cut his nose. They cut his exactly. nose exactly. So we got to have so our little Chinatown aspects. It's a little bit of an so you're homage. Watching it. Yep. Oh, you know what? Uh, fuck it. It's what <laughs> one of the cops is Roman Polanski. They take both his eyes. No, that that's too far. <clears throat> no. Ah, fuck. I like that idea, <laughs> but um. They, how about they do? Yeah, you're right. How about they do both? How about they knock his two front teeth out? <laughs> Jesus Christ! And they break both of his eye sockets. Uh, and maybe, and maybe by the you know what's what's a nice thing that happens at the end is that his eyes heal and they take off the bandages and he can see at the end. I think he needs to see. I think because he's looking at these clues, it's like a visual. No, it's gonna. Oh it's man, a it's gonna be crime. so hilarious. But think about how funny it would be if he keeps driving. <laughs> he's still driving, and he's st- and I do like, like like the idea of like Roman Polanski comes out, like cuts his nose, and so it's like really on the no- on the nose, <laughs> a Chinatown reference, and he's like, oh, and then he goes, you can't and, then, and he even goes, he goes, he goes, didn't this happen in Chinatown? You just Nicholson'd me, you son of a bitch, and then he is like, you think or he's like, I'm gonna do more than that, and then he punches his two front teeth. And then he like slaps him around, and maybe like breaks yeah. a finger, cuts a finger off. Uh, um, yeah, that's good. That's good. Okay, so so the cops, you know how they in movies or whatever cartoons when when someone get gets kicked out of a bar, mm-hmm. they're literally like being held by the back of their pants and their collar. collar yeah. and they're just like they're just tossed out. Yeah, it's basically that shot. So yeah, so Ben Affleck is thrown in. Into an alley behind the police station, his two front teeth are out, his nose is cut, and okay, and then and then he he's got a limp, and he's kind of walking back to his you know to wherever to his car or whatever you know back to the crime scene I guess where his car was parked, so he gets back there, 
And yeah, maybe he sees, maybe he sees someone inside. And, and and it's like it alludes to someone. We're gonna find out later that it's oh, that's Amy. Yeah. Amy's there or Alyssa. And he, Alyssa, yeah, right, yeah. And it's like, hey, what what are you doing here? And she's like, oh, I was just in the neighborhood. Or like he paged me too because they were friends. Those characters. So I was like, oh, he also yeah, he's he paged like, oh, me you, I didn't. I just got here. Yeah, she and he's like, wait, I didn't know that you were in contact with Jason. She's like, oh yeah, we like. We met that, you know, in the first 15 minutes of the movie, remember? And we all became friends. And, uh, oh, yeah, I wasn't, like, talking to you. But, yeah, I was, I was definitely talking to him. He's pretty cool. He's like, really? I thought you, were, you liked me and not him. She's like, no, silly. Like, yeah, we were, we were friends. He's like, listen, it's, I, as you can see, the, the, there's, you know, there's blood everywhere. Um, I think he killed the Black Panther guy. She's like, really? The guy that we were hanging out with? He's like, yeah, that guy. And... And it stinks in here because that's that's also feces on the wall. Yeah, you know, so maybe she pretends to help him. Yeah. So it's one of the. It's like a talented Mr. Ripley situation. She's like, oh, you know what? I, I, I like I care about friendship too. Yeah. So maybe I'll help you solve the case and I'll help you save your friend. But really, so she's yeah. leading him right into her trap. Into a trap. Yeah. yeah. So so they're they're like reading the the walls and it's like I'm I'll be the best you know the the man on the you know et cetera et cetera like or there's another comic be, con coming up so they know like oh he might be going yes. there oh my god you, Austin you're a genius they know that the next like attack will be at the next big comic con which is um Toon Fest. In Tucson, did you just Google, Arizona. Did you just Google festivals or com- no? Just I, I just I just thought of one. Okay. It's Tune Fest in Tucson, Arizona. So they they I guess they're on a road trip. So how about like ten minutes of the movie is like a fun kind of road trip movie? Goes back to like a fun little rom. Goes back to yeah back to, yeah back to a romantic comedy, and they're like they're stopping at like the world's largest cowboy hat, yeah, or like the the biggest ball of yarn, and they're like. Eating hot dogs and eating ice cream and like, like goofing around and like they're bonding. Like, yeah, they're like touching the ice cream on each other's noses and they're like, "Hey, why did you get ice cream on my nose?" <laughs> and then, that, like this, this whole montage is going on. It's like a fun road trip. They're on their way, and then when they get to the world's largest paperclip, they notice something—a little bit of feces and some crazy man doodles. Of Jason's, he's been there. He's on. He's been there. And so they're he's they're reminded. He's of driving ahead of them. Yeah. There, there's only one way to get from New Jersey to Arizona, and that's Route 66, I mean, baby. We got to have Route 66. Shot of the sign, and it's like US it spins 41. as they drive by really fast. The Route 66 sign is like spinning, and it, and it probably says underneath it, it goes Route 66. The only way to get from. Tucson, where the Arizona, movie started, to, to where Act Three is. Yeah, so it's this way to Act Three, um, and there's a like a road runner, and it goes beep beep. Yeah, and then uh, oh yeah, okay. So they they pull up to this convention. There's like a bunch of fat guys with shirts that are too small, and their bellies are poking out, and um, 
you know, and then there's maybe like a, there's like a nice funny Jason or Kevin Smith line. Like there's like a joke where you, you don't actually laugh out loud, but you go, yeah, that was a joke. And, um, I thought, I just thought of an idea for, for like a, a confrontation scene, you know, like, like sort of like the climax peak of everything. Like one, I think, uh, Jason Lee's character, he starts monologuing because he thinks he's in control of all this. He thinks that this is all his idea. Um, and he, he's gloating at Ben Affleck. He's like, who's the tracer now? You've been tracing my footsteps for the last week or however long this has taken That's good. to do this. So, so like in his mind, he's still he's like getting even juicier revenge because he's turned Ben Affleck into the tracer because he's been retracing all the steps. But this is all taking place in a panel at this convention and i you know things are revealed so what like a panel is happening and then jason lee like storms on stage with like a crossbow and he's like everyone shut the fuck up i'm i'm talking now yeah i think what's and he's like i've got a few questions it's like a q oh maybe it's a q a and he you know, is the next guy to ask a question, and then he, you know, and then he goes on this rampage, says what you said. He's on stage, and he sounds like one of those like crazy, like you know that you know that video of the guy who's complaining about Parasite winning Best Picture. Did you see that video? No, but do you want it's it's this, the audience to yeah, see that? It's this it's this video where it's this guy, and he's like like a real neckbeard type, like toxic. Uh, person and he's like who's actually seen this movie like it's stupid it's like something like joker should have won because it's like american and like just like the definition of that like awful this is a guy speaking into a camera into like a like webcam and this home? is like an actual video yeah. you need to look it up um because it's wild like this guy's like so problematic and it's like the definition of like uh that like toxic because it's not even like toxic neck, masculinity toxic okay but yeah like neck beard all the way so then like jason's kind of Jason Lee's character is sort of in this sort of vein, you know, he's talking about all this craziness and, uh, and one thing I do think needs to happen is in all of this, whether it's Jason Lee's character that does it, or maybe Ben Affleck's character that does it, I think it needs to mirror the panel scene at the beginning of the movie. Of course, exactly. exactly. Yeah. So he pulls out the, you know, I think it'd also be kind of fun if he slits his wrist and is like kind of sketching there maybe there's like a big whiteboard he's like sketching he's like like he's like a teacher giving a presentation this is my magnum opus and he's like yeah he's kind of writing down the bullet points in either like blood and then he's kind of underlining it with feces so like with one hand he's drawing with the cut on his wrist and then with the left hand he's underlining things and and shit that he's shitting into his hand Ooh. No, I see. Okay, here's what here's what we do. It's at this point that Amy reveals that she was the one. Well, hold on. I I think no. Hold on. Okay. I think he pulls out the crossbow. I'm immediately police storm in. Let's say seventy shots. Like a never ending barrage of bullets. Just his body's on the ground still like bouncing up and down from all the bullets and then you think that they solved it right the audience doesn't know that uh Alyssa Joan Hart did any of this yeah and it's like her and Ben 
like left together and they're like, oh, fuck. I can't believe that happened. Like, that was oh, my best friend. He's my like, best friend just got shot 70 times. My oh, best man. friend got shot. Like, I never got to help him. Like, like, was this all my fault? Should I never have left him? It's like, no, it's not. And she's like, no, it's not your fault because, like, he, you know, he he's the one that got in the fight with the guy and stabbed him and, like, you know, got himself in trouble. And, you know, you did the right thing. And then, and then, and then she goes, Maybe oh and then maybe she's like y- you you want to pick up where we started at the beginning of the movie, and maybe get a little romantic in my uh, in a in a hotel room, and he's like well uh, I mean I am grieving but this was the setup of the movie so maybe I should so maybe they're like back in the in like a hotel room and it's like a like a heart shaped bed. And she's like kind of getting all, you know, she's like, you know, kind of like, you know, she's like wearing something risque and she's like, you know, saying this and that. And then, oh, and then maybe she ties him up. Uh She ties him up and then she does her own villain speech. Yeah. Okay. And then... As she's about to, you, you know, let's just, the audience, just imagine like a, a, a speech. She goes, you know, all, all you men, you know, kind of ruling the comic book industry, I had to do something about it. And I started with splitting up the, you know, the most famous comic book duo so I could have some of those viewers and some of that audience. And Ben's like, no, you, wait, you did this? You killed my friend. Mm-hmm. I hate you. I hate you. I'm so upset. And he's like, he's pulling at the, he's pulling at the ropes and he can't get out. And he's like, oh man, like I thought I was going to get laid. But like, <laughs> this is so bad. Um, this is so bad. My friend died. And, and I don't get to get laid. Me. And my friend died. And then I think maybe Jane Silent Bob. Or no, I guess it's, is it Blunt Man and Chronic or is it Jane's? Blunt, I mean, I guess it'd be. People that look like Jay and Silent Bob, who are... Well, I was going to say, I, I don't, but maybe is it Kevin Smith and, and Jason Mewes that, that walk into the room and they're like, oh, sorry, <sighs> just, I thought this was our room. Yeah. And then Kevin Smith is just pointing, because he doesn't talk, right? Because he's just like kind of pointing. Yeah. He's like, he's like sorry, like, but with hand signs. <laughs> and, and I don't know. Or maybe Jason Lee is the one that he like jumps through the window and he's like I'm still uh, I'm jo- back, motherfucker. He's like jokes on you, Amy makes me invincible to bullets. <laughs> but he's like still like the bullets are still in him. He's like It's like the like, movie split, es- you know? Like if yeah, he's like, split? I just escaped from the morgue. <laughs> um because I I because I had a I had a feeling that I was d- double crossed, which doesn't make any sense. I wouldn't make any sense. But let's just, I don't know. Okay, yeah, so maybe he does it. Do you like that? that, that well, J- here's an idea that I had going, going back to the panel and that confrontation. I think it ends up being like a standoff between, like, maybe Ben ends up with the crossbow or the gun or something and he's pointing it at Jason. He's like, dude, don't come any closer. Like, I'll, I'll shoot you. Like, I'll do what I have to. And, you know, Jason's just, like, out of his mind. He's crazy. Um, Because Jason was going to kill as many comic book artists as he could, right? That was his goal. Yeah. Um, Well, maybe he had, like, a bomb, too. 
Maybe. And he's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit the button. He's got the detonator in his hand. He's like, I'm going to do it. Um, but, but keep going. Sorry, in keep this, going. Um, not, like, I'm trying to think of like how specifically, but in this, uh, Alyssa reveals that she was like the mastermind behind all of it. And uh, maybe either like through an accident, accidentally like revealing like a, a piece of information that she shouldn't have known or like accidentally like spilling something like information wise uh, or she's just so cocky at this point with like the no she says that she gave she gives Ben a gun she's like things are, might get hairy in there yes and you know here to like to defend he's like, yourself you, he's like since when do you have a gun and she's like a lady always needs to protect herself yeah it's like yeah you never it's dangerous it's a dangerous world out there you never know what's around the corner so she gives him a gun and that's the gun that ben is pointing at jason lee um and it looks like there's no hope jason's about to just like jump on him and rip him to shreds and so before that happens she wants to reveal to ben you know a classic like villain i want the person to know that like i did this you know so she reveals it and um, she, because oh wouldn't she I'm work, get in trouble here? I, I'm I feel working like, towards. I feel like it's. I'm working towards I feel like something. it's a bigger twist, though. If she lets Jason get killed, and then he takes the blame for all of it. Well, here because. But then later she reveals that she was the mastermind. Because what I'm getting at is that Ben ultimately. Uh, after she reveals this Jason starts to come to his senses he realizes that he's been played by her and he's like maybe coming down a little bit and he they they realize that their friendship was sort of torn apart by her and so they kind of maybe have like a little bit of a subtle like eye eye to eye sort of thing and Ben is like super conflicted he shoots Jason Lee but it's the blank it's the gun blank. from the beginning. And so uh, Amy or Alyssa is like, oh my God, he actually like shot him. And then, um, but she's like, whatever. And but she pulls out she her own. she would know that it's a blank gun if she gave it to him. That's, that's why I was like, wait a minute, that might not work. But, so I'm trying to think of a way. Maybe, to ben, maybe ben Affleck is like, don't worry, I have a gun. Or maybe like it's the and gun she that. she doesn't know that it's bad. Yeah. It's a real, that it's a fake gun. Or maybe it's the gun that, like, Jason had. Like, maybe he didn't actually intend to shoot anybody. And it was all just kind of but, him, or, or, him bluffing as a crazy mm, person. Okay, what if she's like, um, she says, well, that's the cat's meow. Or, like, another kind of catchphrase. And he has a flashback. Like, during this whole kind of standoff in the panel, <laughs> he has a flashback to when he was at the bar. And the guy in the fat suit that offered him the... Amy. What he thought what he thought was crack, but ended up being Amy. And he goes, Oh shit. That's what the fat guy said. This stuff is the cat's Wait, meow. You you were the fat guy because you've got these like same you have the same kind of squinty eyes. And when I say that that's not being racist like for Asian people. <laughs> like if you know if you look at the actress, she's got these kind of like she like squints. Like that's like her yeah. thing. She's, she's like, a white squinting. actress. Squinting. She's so a white actress. She so she's like kind squinting. Of beady eyes, though. I agree. Um, but that, yeah. But and then okay, so he's kind of snaps out of the haze, and he's like, "Oh, I, I'm sorry, everybody, but it's like 
too late. Okay, keep going. So yeah, I think, or maybe like he still has the gun, so he realizes this, and he's like, you know what, Ben, just do it. Shoot me. Like, I've done enough. You should put me out of my misery. And he tosses him the gun, and, and he gives a little wink, bing, little ding, and he shoots him. Amy thinks, or Alyssa thinks this is a loaded gun that Jason had. So Jason goes down. He just got shot. And then um, <clears throat> Amy pulls out her own, or Alyssa, god dang, it's, it's, so, it's so similar. Alyssa pulls out her own gun and aims it at Ben. And I was like, you stupid bitch. Like, you thought you are going to come out of this alive or whatever. And then Ben, like, points the gun at her and is like, uh, she, or she's like, haha, you, I just made you kill your own friend or whatever. And he's like, yeah, but this is filled with blanks. And then she's like, what? And she looks over right as Jason Lee tackles her, brings her to the ground, knocks the gun out of her hand, and uh, they they restrain her and they stop her. Like right, right. right as the police then, are coming in. Oh, you're right. That's good. So she's arrested and they're like, get her out of here. Mm-hmm. And like so- somehow the police – no, like without actually knowing, they know that she's the mastermind. It just, or it's like, just like perfectly convenient. And then I think what would be nice is if there was kind of like a Romeo and Juliet ending where now Jason Lee and Ben Affleck are together. And well, that's what I'm ben thinking. A- it's like maybe it- Ben Affleck kills himself, but he doesn't. But Jason Lee sees this and then kills himself and then. Ben Affleck wakes up and he's like, no, I wasn't really dead, and then kills himself. Yeah, I mean, that's... And then, and then, <laughs> and then Kevin Smith walks into the room and he's like... What a mess. He's, not, he, he's like reacting just with his face. Yeah. Like, so his, eyebrow, his eyebrows just keep, keep going up. And really he, like, high he holds his hands out like <laughs> yeah. he does. His he's hands like, are up like, uh, like, like the don't shoot me kind yeah. of gesture, and his eyebrows keep going up. And, and, then, and Jake uh, comes in. He's like, yo, is this a good place to smoke? And he just gives him, he gives him like a big hand wave. He's like, mm-mm, no, 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 no. And they yeah. walk out. <laughs> yeah, and he, and he points to the, the two dead bodies. And they're like, yeah, and Jason's like, oh, fuck, Ooh, you're right, yeah. dude. And then Ew. and as they're leaving, they grab like a couple of Blunt Man and Chronic shirts. And they're like, yo, we look a lot like these guys. Uh, and, they, and, and, they, and they grab that swag and then they leave. But, I mean, I was also thinking like a way, like almost like – to thematically tie this thing up is like the friends reconcile and it's about like um you realize that like oh like we should have been better friends to each other like you know that was a mistake everything that just happened and then i think maybe i mean jason lee did kill a guy so i think he, he still gets arrested wait which guy did he kill the, oh the, yeah the black I panther guy like, he did do some illegal stuff so i think Alyssa and jason get arrested but ben affleck goes to like visit him in prison and like they stay friends and like he maybe gives him like the papers um so they make it they make a, a new comic book from jail for while he's in prison yeah and they both like do the drawings or something like that like okay and you're right so, like, so there's like a montage of them both like working separately and they're like but now we both draw it. Yeah, exactly. Like he draw, like Jason Lee draws it on like toilet paper in the prison, and then like passes it through the hole in the. No, in the he like yeah, he like he like pays a guy in cigarettes to like uh, attach it to like roll it around a pigeon's um, feet. Yeah, 
and then the pigeon leaves and the pigeon and then you see the pigeon fly into Ben Affleck's apartment and he's like nice a new new uh new chapter yeah or he like teasters it well his te- his teeth are still knocked out so like <laughs> he has like his uh speech is a lot different so he's like nice oh a new new chapter no what he does is uh he like hides it in his teeth or he hides like paper for Jason to draw on in his teeth. Like he's maybe got, he's got he fake hides front it, teeth. Maybe he puts like pencil, like uh, colored pencils, up his ass. Yeah. And then, and then when he, uh, when he's talking to him in jail, he like obviously this doesn't isn't real, but like in this movie, you know, how there's like glass that people like have to be on either sides of. Yeah. The glass is only like ten feet high, but the ceiling is like. 20 feet high so he like when no one's looking he like takes off the pencil and like throws them over he goes Foom! as he shoots the, cra- the crayons out and then he tosses them over really quick and jason lee like catches them and he's like thanks he like catches them thanks. in his mouth so he can like hide them still and he like shows yeah them, and he goes like, thanks best friend yeah and then ben affleck's his teeth are knocked he goes any time every five fred and uh that's what that's what friends are for yeah what else are friends for and <laughs> uh and that's like their their problem as friends is solved where they both are on like an even playing field and he continues to visit him in prison um and they like become even better friends and that comic and starts then, doing really well too and then it says uh six months later text on screen no no it says two years later uh, and what, two years is not that much time for killing someone, but uh, good behavior. Two years later, yeah, good behavior, and like um, maybe uh, Ben got him very good attorneys, so he picks him up in the Porsche, and the guy's like, and then it's kind of like a Shawshank Redemption situation, and he's like, "What's new about the world?" He's like, "Oh well, you know, it's night, it's two thousand. Um, I don't think anything <laughs> bad's going to happen to New York City anytime soon." And let's go you know, set up our new comic company at the top of the World Trade Center. Yep. And oh. uh, Jason Lee's like, I don't I don't really get the world anymore. He's like that guy. Why do I keep wanting them to kill themselves? I don't know. <laughs> but th- forget they it. It's drive, not a Shawshank they, They're in the Porsche and they drive off a cliff together. Well, I, imagine, like, I mean, you can imagine like he, he gets out of prison or whatever. And he's like, so how did that, how is our comic doing? The one that we've been writing in prison then he's like let me he goes sh- our let me comic he goes and then they he drives them into Times square and they're like on like the biggest uh like board on the biggest billboard uh is like an advertisement for their prison comic you know and what if he goes our comic i think you mean my comic <gasps> and then he and like he goes, blows amy into his face and Jason starts like losing. He blows his Amy into his face and then opens the door of the p- Porsche and then kicks him out of the passenger seat. <laughs> it's like thanks for the and idea. Like, a, a, thanks for the dumbass. idea, scumbag. And yeah, and he he or he like Jason's like, what? What are you talking about? And then he just like jams a needle into his neck. It's full of Amy. And he, he goes, just thanks for the ideas, boom, dumbass. He just plunges it right into his veins. And Jason now losing his mind involuntarily doesn't know what's going on he's terrified and he gets kicked out of the vehicle and he rolls off into like the new jersey like off the highway uh 
and is back to being a crazy man. And then I think uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt wakes up. Then it's like, a, <gasps> Joseph Gordon-Levitt waking up in bed. And he goes, I need to stop drinking. I need to, I need, I need to lay I'm off the smoking. Amy. I need to lay off that, lay off of vitamin. I need to lay off that beer. I'm not drinking beer before bed anymore. That's it. And it no was, more it hard ciders before Joseph bed. Joseph Gordon-Levitt's mind. He says, no more Mike's Hard Lemonades before bed. My, was, that was weird. My little, was, that was weird. Yeah. And then the funny thing is that next, and then Ben Affleck pops up in bed mm-hmm. next to him. What's wrong, he goes, sweetie? He, he goes, you're up early. Did you have another nightmare? He goes, You'll ne- you're never going to believe it. And then Ben Affleck kisses Joseph Gordon-Levitt on the mouth and then fade out. And then it fades it's a, a into the, Smith it, film. It fades into a, a cloud of smoke that pulls out, and it's Jay. And then it's, it's Jay, Cheech and Chong, and they're like, they're "We like, have a hey, man, great idea for a movie. We have a great idea for a movie. It's Joseph Gordon-Levitt dreaming about Ben Affleck and Jason Lee's comic book guys." And Cheech and Chong are and, like, "Imagine there's also these two characters." That are basically us, but one of us doesn't talk. Um, and we find out that Cheech and Chong invented Jay and Silent Bob. They do say at the beginning of the movie that uh, Bluntman and Chronic are Bill and Ted mixed with, with Cheech, and, Cheech Chong. and Chong. They do say that in the first fifteen minutes. So that that's like a that's like a great homage or like callback to the beginning of the movie. Yeah. You know what? I think this is like very sophisticated filmmaking. Our um, our uh, department head, uh, Brad, used to love saying, "That's sophisticated filmmaking." I think we should show him this podcast so he can see what his alumni are up to, and how well that all of that all that teaching. Uh, Thanks paid for off. the knowledge. Yeah, bro. See how valuable it was. We just created Chinatown too. Twice. <laughs> Electric China Lou. And, and then, yeah. You know, Austin, I think we did a really good job. I like how this, I like how this turned out. I like... So, um, let's now, I'm going to, as I did in the previous episode, I'm going to go to the Wikipedia, and I'm going to actually, I'm going to read the actual plot of the movie to you and to me. Based on that first 15 minutes, I'd say we're pretty close. To what it was. Okay. Like with the context clues they laid out, everything they set up, I don't see how they could do okay. it any other way, you know? Okay, I'm going to uh, read it. Whoops. Oh, sorry, I just burped. hope nobody heard that. Um, I think this is one of Kevin's most loved movies. Yeah, I've heard really good things about it. Okay. Plot. Holden McNeil... Ben Affleck and Banky Edwards, Jason Lee's, but I'll just keep calling them Ben and Jason since that's what I've been doing, are comic book artists and lifelong best friends. They meet fellow comic book artist Alyssa Jones, Joey Lauren Adams, we were calling her Joey Lawrence Adams, at a comic book convention in New York City where they are promoting their comic Blunt Man and Chronic. Holden is a, tr- oh, okay, so Ben, uh, yeah, Ben is attracted to Alyssa. 
but soon learns that she is a lesbian. The two begin spending time together and a deep friendship develops. Eventually, Ben is no longer able to contain his feelings and confesses his love to Alyssa. She is initially angry with him, but that night the two sleep together and begin a romantic relationship. Whoa. The new development worsens the tensions between Holden and Banky. Oh, we kind of called it that they were going to split up. As Jason resents Alyssa for coming between him and his best friend. He investigates and uncovers dirt on Alyssa's past and reports to Holden that Alyssa participated in a threesome with two boys during high school who gave her the nickname Finger Cuffs. Holden is deeply upset by this revelation, having previously believed that he was the first man Alyssa had ever slept with. That's kind of fucked up, right? Yeah. He's like, he's slut-shaming her, basically. Yeah. That's weird. Okay, while attending a hockey game, he clumsily attempts to bait her into confessing, and in response, she angrily boasts of having had the threesome in question loudly enough for everyone with an earshot to hear. That's like that movie in Katz's Deli with Meg Ryan and the other guy. Okay, during the argument that ensues, she tearfully tells Holden about her many youthful sexual experimentations and refuses to apologize for her past, as she should. Mm-hmm. That's me adding that. Holden, or okay, Ben leaves feeling disillusioned and furious. Also weird. Later, during lunch with Jay and Silent Bob, Jason and Muse and Kevin Smith, Silent Bob with Kevin, I, but he doesn't talk, okay, reveals that he was once in a rela- relationship similar to Holden's, uh, Ben's. Despite the fact that he was in love with his girlfriend, Amy, his neurosis about her adventurous sexual past led him to end the relationship. This is actually real, I think. Yeah, I, I think mean, that's Kevin what I would imagine. Oh, uh, also, just so everyone knows, um, me and Austin and I both worked on a Kevin Smith movie called um, uh, Kilroy was here that I produced and um, Austin was in the production department for. Later realizing that this was, whoops, uh, my computer, later realizing this was a wrong decision, he says he has spent every day since then chasing Amy, so to speak. Ah. So yeah, there, there, there's a thing that Kevin talks about where he like still loves his high school girlfriend, but like he loves his wife, obviously, but he still kind of like has a thing, like not more than his wife, but like yeah. he like is a, he's aware of it that he still like thinks about. It's like that, not in like that flame that he from wants the past. to be with her. Yeah, yeah, not that he wants to be with her, but it just like he's just like aware that that relationship had an impact on him. Okay. Moved by Silent Bob's story, Holden devises. Uh, yeah, so moved by Silent Bob's story, which I don't understand how he told it. If he's Silent Bob, um, Ben devises a plan well, to fix both Silent his Bob relationships. Silent Bob talks every once in a while. Like he'll say something. Oh, you, oh, you think he talks in this? Maybe because I mean, like in the Jane Silent Bob ones, he'll like say like he'll have like one thing that he says usually. I feel like. Oh, right? I didn't. I think well, so. this feels like a whole story. It does feel like a lot. <laughs> okay. So Ben devises a plan to fix both his relationship with Alyssa and his estranged friendship with uh, Jason Lee. Who's now addicted to Jankum. No, that's ju- that was our, our... I know. He invites them both over and tells Alyssa that he would like to get over her past and remain her boyfriend. What? Okay. He, uh, I thought she was a lesbian. Yeah. He also tells uh, Jason that he realizes that Jason is in love with him. 
kissing him passionately to prove the point. Ben suggests a threesome. Though initially shocked, Jason Lee agrees to participate, but Alyssa refuses, explaining to Holden that it will not save their relationship. That feels like a huge twist. Okay, before leaving, she states that she will always love him, but she will not be his whore. Jason Lee then leaves the room without saying a word, probably to go Jay off. One year later, both... Jason Lee and Alyssa are busy promoting their own respective comics at a convention in New York. It is revealed that Jason, or no, that Ben and Jason dissolved their partnership on Blunt Man and Chronic, the rights to which Holden now exclusively owns. Fuck, we called it. Yeah. Jason smiles sadly at seeing Holden, who silently congratulates him for his success on his own solo comic. Jason gestures over to a booth hosted by Alyssa and provides wordless encouragement to Holden or to Ben to go talk to her. He has a brief, quietly emotional conversation with Alyssa and gives her a copy of Chasing Amy, his new comic book based on their relationship. Okay, that's weird. <laughs> he should have told her about that. Yeah. Or asked her permission. She could okay. sue. After... Ben leaves Alyssa's new girlfriend, in parentheses, Virginia Smith, I don't, probably no relation to Kevin Smith, arrives and asks who she was talking to. A shaken, misty-eyed, and squinty-eyed Alyssa (laughs) replies, oh, just some guy I knew. Damn, that's rough. Mm. So, I feel like Ben Affleck's character fucked this all up by... A, being super jealous about her past. Yeah. B, trying to... If P himself is not bi, why would he try to sleep with Jason Lee? Well, I think at that point he's just really desperate to make it work with Alyssa. Okay, so you put yourself in his shoes, Austin. If, let's say, you are a heterosexual male only interested in women, and the girl that you like... I don't even understand how to frame this, but (laughs) would you sleep with a man to try to get the girl that you like to be with you? I don't understand. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know if I personally would, but it sounds like we're led to believe that, like, Ben's character loves... Well, maybe he is a little bit, or at least he's, like, open to it. uh, Yeah. But also that he loves Alyssa more than, like, anyone he's ever known. Because he's, like, super obsessed with her and really really wants that to be a thing that's like yeah so it's like it's from from what it sounds like it sounds like he just he'll do anything to make it work uh because it's like the most he's ever loved someone honestly i like our movie a lot better our movie's got our movie's got twists and turns and action thriller poop it's got a lot of poop a little poop a little pee pee and violence um, okay, so let's think about what the poster would look like. Well, I think I think a direct ripoff of Chinatown, but with like a comic aesthetic to it, like some halftone textures. Maybe it's I mean, illustrated like a like a comic, like it's drawn. The Chinatown poster, okay, it's got um Jack Nicholson on the left of frame in profile with a cigarette. 
and the the smoke of the cigarette is creating a shape that kind of looks like the top of a head and below the that like the it looks like hair kind of and then below that hair are eyes a nose and a mouth that look like Faye Dunaway's mm-hmm. face which is the the lady which in that movie if you haven't seen it Oh, it's just going to be a big reveal, I hope. <laughs> if you haven't seen China... Okay, but long story short, her mom is her sister or something? Isn't that what the fuck happens? I, I forget. But that's such a good movie. Yeah, yeah. you guys should watch Chinatown instead of... It is a really good poster. But, like, looking at this, everyone who's listening should Google it. It's a cool poster. It's a cool poster. I would... Artfully done. Maybe hang it up in my house. Um. Yeah, so the poster would be okay, so it's... It's uh, Jason Lee in silhouette, or I mean in profile, smoking Amy. The smoke of the Amy creates the top of some hair, which is uh, Ben Affleck's face. Yeah. And then there's got to be a thing at the bottom. I feel like that puts too much emphasis on Jason as the main character, you know? Yeah. Like that makes Ben seem like the secondary character. Well, but Ben's face would be bigger. Like, I mean, well, we, well, cause whatever, like, we'll figure it out. Yeah. I, I'm going to, maybe you can do this. <laughs> but either way, and then it probably says, okay, then it says chasing Amy. And then there's got to be like, like a, like a cool movie line, like a nineties movie line. It's like, um, he thought he knew his best friend, but when he started smearing poop, poop and blood everywhere he knew something there was he had a problem there was no way out uh, you can you can some- pick your friends but you can't clean feces and blood off of a wall easily sometimes the chase is not as fun as the race i the- don't uh Taglines are hard. Um, One man's trash. And that's it. And then it goes dot, dot, dot. Two friends. Oh, no, maybe. Wait, what did, what did she say? She goes, cats. That's a cat. Cats no, that's meow. Not that cool. I think we did a really good job. I don't think. <laughs> I think the tagline. Uh, yeah. You know, someone else. That's someone else's job. Sometimes the chase. Requires you to retrace everything you know, or uh, if you sometimes if you, you want to get the girl, if you want to get the girl, sometimes you have to sleep with your friend who's a guy, and is also secretly into you. We'll workshop it. I like that. That last one's pretty good. We're the idea. Okay, we're we'll workshop we're the, it. Yeah. The script guys. There's someone else who handles. There's the marketing guy that handles the tagline. I love it, Austin. It was such a pleasure to have you on. Is there anything that you would want our audience to check out of yours that's on the internet? Do you have anything for sale or something you want? You have like a business My body. or something like what? Go to www.austinsbody.com and you can buy me. Uh, no, I mean, I do actually, I have, I also have a podcast. Um, it's on, if on YouTube, there's a channel called fables of refuge. Um, and then cool. it's a, it's, if you're a fan of Dungeons and Dragons and movies or TV, 
could be something you're interested in. It's basically a, a podcast called Classes in Session, and two of my friends. I like it. Two of my friends and I uh, debate over what Dungeons and Dragons class various fictional characters would be in if they're a Dungeons and Dragons character. Like, is Harry Potter actually a wizard, or is he more of a warlock? Um, yeah, hmm, it's, it's a very niche podcast. Yeah, it's just like we pick movie characters and then figure out what they would be in D&D. Pretty simple, but it's just, yeah, just a couple guys uh, just arguing with one another. So it's a fun time if you, cool. like, if you like movies and nerdy kind of stuff like that. I'd say give it a watch. It's called Class is cool. in Session. Class is in Session. Mm-hmm. Austin O. Riley. Yes. Um, do you have anything you... So once again, uh, well, not once again, but today is March 28th. We are in the midst of a global pandemic. It's crazy. I'm losing it's crazy. my mind. We are, Dawson is working from home. I'm working from home. Uh, it's a wild time. If you're listening to this, please keep the spirits up. Please take care of your family. Please take care of yourselves. Stay safe. Stay safe. Wash I them think grubby this, mitts. The whole world, uh, I think, uh, is is experiencing some sort of trauma from this. I children are ter- are terrified of getting sick and infecting their family and infecting their grandparents there's a lot of guilt and a lot of cre- a lot of a lot of feelings a lot of weird stuff going on and and I'm really proud of everybody out there for taking care of each other and for taking care of yourselves and please keep doing that life goes on and we shall over overcome we shall you know. And I think too, like maybe like a bright side, a little silver lining in all this is we're gonna get some really cool art out of all this too. Like a lot of artists. And Jesus Christ, Donald Trump fucked this up <laughs> so bad. Oh my God. Oh my fucking God. Yeah. He knew about this in January. Oh my fucking God. Yeah. Please, please give a shit about politics and give a shit about who your politicians are and don't cut funding to the pandemic relief Uh, our senators sold off their stock before they did anything to help us jesus fucking christ okay um that relief bill was passed a few days ago people should get money but i know corporations will get a ton if uh yeah the uh director of the treasury will be able to distribute the money as he wishes and corporations will get tons of money, up to $2 trillion when it's all said and done. Not just $500 million, $2 trillion. And this is off the backs of working class people who will get nothing other than whatever, $1,200. But that's not going to go very far. So Especially please in New York give a shit. Please, please give a shit. I am ready to start throwing Molotov cocktails in the face of everybody who... I take that back. Um, <laughs> For legal reasons, uh, uh, <laughs> I have to take that back. That's uh, this is just a fun pod- podcast where we talk about movies, goofy movie premises. About goofy movies. Poop. That was a goofy movie. Poop and no, but eat. seriously, guys, like, you know, I love humans. I talked about it in the last podcast. I'm a humanist. I love people. I believe in the power of people. I don't wait for spirits in the sky to save me or us. I think we need to believe in each other and believe in ourselves and make a better society you know, understanding all the the greatness of the individual. We have very short lives, 70 years on average in the year 2020. And I think we just need to make the most of it and we need to help each other out. And I, I know that, you know, things are tough and 
in the history of civilization, we haven't always had the infrastructure and all these options and all these things. It's all it's been survival for hundreds of thousands of years, but we're here now. We have the technology. We need to create a, a society and a system that, uh, you know, we're going to have AI and automation pretty soon. We need to create a system that uh, appreciates and, you know, honors the the greatness of every individual. And I think our education system, our military system, our police system, all needs to be reformed. And I know you probably don't want to hear this, <laughs> but that's my opinion. And I love you all. I love you. Austin, I love you too. In a in like a friend way, oh, I really appreciate all the not time a, we've spent together. Not and, in a chasing Amy um, kind of way. In a chasing Amy kind of way, there and Austin's go. always been like such a great help in the projects that we've worked on. Shout out Kurt Schmalz, YouTube, my dude, and uh, yeah, you know, Ringling was an awesome place uh, to learn about filmmaking, and now we're doing a great job. So my website, whatever I don't know, nickmorgools.com. Austin, check out his his podcast uh, the kevin smith movie we both worked on should be out in 2020 called kilroy was here and um oh we also worked on a justin long project called the real stephen blatt uh you should check it out yeah it's on uh funny or die.com very real funny stephen blatt so austin it was such a pleasure to have you on thank you very much thank you for our listeners thank you for I having me taking the time to listen oh it was fantastic and do you have any final words before I hit the old stop button on that old recorder? Uh, I don't know. Just anyone who's listening, uh, if you're cooped up right now and losing your mind, just like, I don't know, try to try to make something. Try to make the most out of this time and uh, no, do some, just try to, try to create something while you're all stuck in one place. That's my advice, at least. Do some, Healthy, wealthy, and wise. Yeah. Make some videos, start a hobby, start learning something. Take this time to, take this like bad time to get some good out of it. Yeah. And there's only so much of that worrying and about infrastructure and the education, whatever. Yeah. What I, everything I just said, that only goes so far. Yeah. You should give a shit about it, but also take care of yourself. You know, Call your family you cut off. and make some TikToks. Yep. Take some TikToks and, you know, talk to your parents and your grandparents and, you know, a totally different idea, but interview them, talk to them, figure out what they what their lives were and, you know, use your phone, record an interview with your grandparents and your parents, ask them a lot of questions about their lives and get that get that recorded. But okay, that's it. Love and kisses. Thanks very much, Austin. And Take kisses care. and love. Peace and love. Make sure you don't delete that recording. Uh-oh. And yeah, email it to me. Oh, no, the lens cap was on this whole time. No, don't scare me like that. Okay, take care. Uh, Bye-bye. Goodbye, everybody. Hasta luego. So that was the first 15 minutes with my guest, Austin O'Reilly, a kind, compassionate, fun-loving guy. He's got a great future ahead of him. He's a great artist, 
And thank you so much to the listeners. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate the support. Have a wonderful rest of your day.